Grace and peace. Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host and teacher for the next few moments. My name is Delisa Rogers Fields, and today I'm going to share with you a few nuggets with regard to your dreams. Dreams, dreams, dreams. There's a song. No, there's not. My bad. <laughs> but at any rate, let's open up in scripture. Job chapter um 33 verses 14 through 18 reads as thus for God may speak in one way or in another yet man does not perceive it in a dream in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed I love that and conceal pride from man he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. So here you find in the book of Job a delightful de uh, definition and purpose for your dreams. Um, everybody dreams. And I, I know that we've heard people say, well, I don't dream and, you know, what have you. And, but you do dream. It is your mind's way of releasing um, toxic toxicity. Um, it is your mind's way of refreshing and resetting so that you're able to begin your next day um, with a, with a new renewed mind. Um, so what may be happening is you may not remember your dreams, especially if they're not the lucid type of dreams or if you not if you're not really, um, I guess, attending to what you dream. I mean, some people just wake up and, and get their day started and don't give it a second thought. But for those of you who are gifted in the area of, of dreams, especially those of you who are prophetic people, spiritual minded people, um, you are dreaming. <laughs> and so the book of Job is um, here in this particular passage of scripture sharing um, some of the reasons why God is revealing uh, dreams to his people. And he says that to turn us from our deeds, you know, dreams can serve as a warning. Dreams can, when you think about um, Pilate's wife, and this woman was not saved, she was not a Christian. So that sort of um, dispels the myth that only believers or Christians are dreamers. That is not true. Um, Abimelech had a dream. Uh, Laban had a dream. God told Abimelech in a dream, if you touch Sarah, <laughs> you'll die. And I'm going to close with the wounds. I believe it. That's the um, uh, right, uh, if I can recall it correctly. I'll close the wound, wounds up of the women in your house. And so that dream that God revealed to Abimelech is what kept him from uh, uh, touching Sarah, kept him from uh, well, touching her. <laughs> and then God revealed a dream to Laban and he showed Laban how to entreat um, Jacob, warned him. And, you know, it did Laban well to adhere to what God had showed him. Um, so, you know, dreams, I don't want you to get it twisted and I don't want you to be misinformed that only Christian people and only believers and only prophetic people have dreams. There are many, many others who have dreams who don't necessarily have a relationship with the Lord. So, you know, I, I think that speaks to his deity that he's able to speak to the entire creation, regardless of whether they're walking in relationship with him or not. If there is a message that God wants to convey, um, he'll do that. And like the Bible says, he'll wait until you fall asleep because I mean let's just face it sometimes if someone just walks up to you and say hey this is what God is doing or you know what have you you know there you may not necessarily pay attention to it you may shrug it off or cast it aside but if you're in a deep sleep 
and you're unconscious for the most part, um, God has you right where he wants you. And he can use that time to to show you things and reveal things to you. Even Nebuchadnezzar um, had a dream and this dream irritated and frustrated him so much to where he was ready to take people's lives. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and what was so mysterious about the dream is he he was so uh, emphatically uh, uh, determined to uh, unveil the mystery of that dream. He wouldn't even tell anybody what the dream was. So, you know, it had to shake him to his core. Uh, he wouldn't tell his wise men. He wouldn't tell the sorcerers, none of those who were in his court. He said, no, you tell me if you claim to have the interpretation, then tell me what my dream was and then tell me the interpretation thereof. Well, of course, no one knew. And so that was a big issue when we thank God for Daniel and Daniel told him the dream and then Daniel interpreted the dream. And then that was that. Um, also, in the case of Pharaoh during Joseph's season, Joseph was in a prison. And God revealed a thing to Pharaoh, stressed him out so bad. No one could interpret it. He's seeing seven fat cows and then he's seeing, uh, seeing seven lean cows. And, you know, in one season, the lean cows are eating up the fat cows, which makes no sense whatsoever. And so it took a prophetic um, mind a prophetic gift to interpret that dream and of course interpretation thereof was there are going to be seven years of plenty but then there's right behind it are coming seven years of famine and the famine is going to devastate the land and it's going to cause you to forget the the lead the years of fatness the leads of wealth uh, excuse me years of wealth or what have you and of course that came to pass and so david excuse me joseph was able to um devise a plan and um and save egypt and his people from starvation so dreams are very very important and so you know it i, I want to encourage you that if you're not um you know being diligent over taking a few moments to sort of you know pay attention to what you've been shown at you know in your dreams you know pay attention because you could be missing some vital information that god wants to convey to you he can show you so many things um as i was stating with pilot's wife he told her in a dream you know this man is innocent don't touch him and she told his her husband he washes hands and and you know she said don't touch him don't this man is not one of those you don't want to you don't want it <laughs> you know you just don't want to do that so dreams have a um a very uh instrumental they, they they have a very instrumental um purpose in our lives if we would pay attention to them a couple of things that i want to help um, those of you who are maybe struggling with retaining your dreams, um, you know, I've taught several courses on dreams. I've been teaching this for a few years. God has also gifted me to interpret dreams. And um, it, let me tell you something, to have that gift, it is so, it's so rewarding because to hear someone, you know, present that dream to you and say, hey, I have this dream and I just don't know what it means, you know, and, and I, I feel like this is something God is showing me or I feel like there's a message that I, I just can't afford to miss and I just need help. And to be able to listen to that dream and, and, and tap into the mind of God and, and, pre and present what you feel God is saying and to see that person, to see the relief on their face and so you know i can understand how nebuchadnezzar felt and i can understand how pharaoh felt when they had those dreams and they said listen i need somebody to interpret it i mean if you've ever had a dream and you know god showed that thing to you it will it, it will do something to you you just it, it, you know you just know you've got to find out what that dream means and so 
I bless God for uh, the gift to interpret dreams. And I've been able to teach others um, how to interpret dreams. And so, you know, I just want to give you a few, few, few um, nuggets that, you know, for those of you who may be struggling with dream interpretation or struggling with retaining your dreams, I want to give you a couple of pointers that may help you. Um, number one, and I, I taught this a few nights ago in our school of prophecy, uh, is um, you want to begin with the atmosphere of your bedroom. So you want to make sure that you don't have, and this is not in the Bible, this is just by revelation, okay? Um, but you want to make sure that your bedroom or wherever you sleep is that the atmosphere is conducive for the presence of God to come in. You know, God is holy. He told Moses, take off your shoes for the feet that you, the ground that you stand on is holy ground. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're not playing all kinds of music. You're not um, decorating your room with things that will attract demons, because there's a whole nother side to dreams that are demonic. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. Um, but you want to, you know, just pay attention to what you're using to decorate your room, what you're using to, um, you know, hang up on your walls. You want to pay attention to the music that you're playing. You want to pay attention to the TV shows or movies or whatever, you know, form of entertainment. You want to make sure that it's not uh, creating an atmosphere in your bedroom that will that is hostile. Um, or that is unwell that that God finds unwelcome, um, you know. If you want to, in, you know, if you want to tap into that realm, if you want to um, present yourself, and 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 if you're asking God, Lord, I want you to show me dreams. I want you to reveal things to me. Then you you have to bear the responsibility of making a place for God. Um, you've got to build that altar. You've got to build that altar in your in your bedroom. And so it's got to be a place where this presence of God feels welcome to come, um, a place where God feels welcome to visit with you and, and sup with you in the night. Um, so definitely make sure that you don't have pictures of things on your walls. And I can go into detail, but I won't <laughs> um, just read between the lines, you know, certain kinds of art, uh, uh, paintings or artwork, or what have you. Uh, just make sure that there's no. Um, you know, occultic uh, vibes to that, you know, because it's and I'm not saying that God can't reveal dreams to you with that. I'm just saying if you if you want God to come in and you're trying to create an atmosphere, then you definitely want to pay attention to what's in your room, what uh, conversations you're having in there. I mean, you want to sanctify it. Bottom line, sanctify it. Um, another thing that you want to do is and, and, and I was telling my students, try to discipline your spirit to wake up without your alarm. OK, because the spirit realm is so very sensitive. And what I found over the years and I've God has been dealing with me in dreams since I was a kid. Um, but when that alarm wakes you up, it sort of jars you out of, of that realm, because when God is revealing dreams to you, you are engaging the spiritual realm. And so the, the spirit realm is, is very, very delicate. That's why the spirit of God came down in the form of a dove. Very delicate, very um, easily, in, uh, I don't want to say intimidated, but easily provoked. Um, so you want to try to discipline your spirit. It may take some time, but try to discipline your spirit to wake up without that alarm clock. Because once that noise, whether it's your phone or your alarm or your spouse or child or what have you, once that noise interrupts that spiritual realm it can it can send 
it's almost like a shattering, like a glass shattering. And it can send the bits and pieces of your dream into oblivion to where you can wake up. And I've done it many occasions. I've told people, you know, who've called me and, you know, I'm like, you just, you didn't hear God. You did not hear God to call me at this time of morning because I'm, I'm trying to receive a dream. The Lord is revealing things to me and you're calling me. And so you just clearly weren't hearing God because he would have told you, wait an hour or what have you. So, you know, I just make a joke, but um, you know, people, the enemy can use people. The enemy can use animals and things to just make noise right when you're at that point in that dream where God is about to speak to you or reveal something to you. And then something happens, right? Some truck or somebody's blowing a horn or your neighbors are fighting or what have you, uh, you know, it, because the, the enemy does not want you to, to stay in that place to where you can receive that vision, that dream or what have you. So you want to try to discipline your spirit to wake up naturally. And so uh, at the point of waking up, just pause. I know you may have to run to use the bathroom or what have you, but if you can just pause for a few moments and allow the dream to process, allow what you have experienced in the spiritual realm, allow it to process in the natural realm. In other words, just allow your mind to, to, to pull all the pieces of that dream pull it together. Um, another thing that I've shared that um, for those of you who may wake up in the night, uh, many times when you have a dream, right after the dream ends, you wake up. And so a good rule of thumb until you have learned how to discipline and kind of train your spirit to sort of hold on to what God has showed you. But a good rule of thumb is if you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning for that matter, and you know that you've had a dream, begin to jot down the most important um, nuggets, the most important topics or nouns, I'd say nouns and verbs. You want to jot those things down. Uh, for example, let's say you, you know, and I'm just going to pull this out the air. Let's say you had a dream that um, somebody pulled in your driveway, driving a red car. The person is a tall uh, African-American man. Uh, he's carrying a briefcase and he's walking up to your uh, porch and when he lays the briefcase on the porch it turns into a steak I mean <laughs> I'm just saying I know that was really wild now but I'm just saying so then if you have a dream like that then what you want to do upon waking up whether it's in the middle of the night or in the morning then what you want to do is have your pen and notepad beside the bed and this is before you turn your TV on before you check your Facebook or whatever just jot down car try to remember the name of the, the, the color of the car tall man, African-American, dreads, briefcase, steak, porch, you know, uh, so you just want to put down, the, you know, you want to jot down the most important aspects of that dream. And so that way you can get up and brush your teeth and do your workout or what have you. And then when you go back and look at those notes, you know, the Holy, your, your mind, rather, I don't want to say Holy Spirit, but your mind has a, 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 a platform to pull the pieces of that dream together. That has helped me uh, oh my gosh, that has helped me so much over the years is just to jot down certain things about the dream. And then I'll either go back to sleep or, you know, begin my day. And then later on I'll pray and say, okay, God, what was that dream? I need to, you know, cause maybe you don't have time to sit there and kind of, you know, go over and what it means and try to figure out the symbolism. So jot it down. And then later on in the day, maybe during your devotion or what have you. And, you know, you're like, God, you know, I know you showed me a dream. You know, what was it? And it's something about this man and a car and a porch and a briefcase. And then, you know, you can pray. Pray over that, Lord. What does this mean? And and so it can mean a messenger. You know, uh, be careful how you entertain strangers. For some have entertained angels unawares. Or you know, there's a package and and that it's going to be in one. 
uh, a, a presentation, but you know, just wait because it's going to manifest into something else. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying you, there are dreams that God will reveal to you that can um, provide guidance, can help provide direction. So you don't want to just, you know, be careless and just say, well, I don't understand my dream. So, you know, I just, I don't, I don't dream. Don't shut that realm down. If that's what God is, is if that's the way that God is dealing with you, if that's the way God is revealing things to you, please um, do yourself a favor and honor God and pay attention to what he's showing you. Um, God can also warn you he can show you what I call lucid dreams, L-U-C-I-D, to where you literally feel like, you know, you can wake up crying or you'll wake up tired. You know, you'll wake up and your feet are hurting or what have you because what you've dreamt was actually something that took place in the realm of the spirit and you were actively engaged in it. And that's what we call a night vision. Now, uh, you know, I won't get into all that. But anyway, it's a more um, a dreams where you're more interactive as opposed to observing Whereas maybe with the case of the man, with the car, with this briefcase, you, you're, you're not participating, you're observing. And so there's something God is showing you, something he wants you to pay attention to. But in, in, say you're having a dream and, you know, and the car pulls up and you walk out and you shake the man's hand and then he hands you the briefcase and then you look in your hand and it turns into a stake. Then, you know, that's a that's more of a participant, uh, participant, uh, participative dream where you are actively participating. And so there are things that God may be showing you about you. There may be things God is showing. I'll give you an example. I shared this in our class a couple of nights ago. I'm being very transparent here, you guys. Um, there was someone in my life many, many moons ago who had hurt me really bad. And, um, and so as a result of that, I felt a lot of bitterness. I felt a lot of resentment and anger. I mean, all of those emotions, which were normal. You know, when somebody hurts you, you do feel some kind of way. And so I took that to God because I, I, I wasn't able to confront that person. Circumstances didn't allow me to confront the person. So I had to take those matters to God. And let me tell you, uh, people of God, it was a, it was a work, you know, um, I had to continue to go to God because I felt this, this anger, you know, for the, it wasn't hatred, but I was just angry and I was bitter and I was mad. And I just, I, I wanted justice. And I kept going to God. I said, Lord, I need you to help me because I knew I knew my heart wasn't right. Y'all, I knew I didn't need anybody to preach it. I didn't need a prophet to tell me, I, you know, when you're not right. And I said, God, I really need you to help me. I'm having a hard time, you know, dealing with how this person did me. I'm, I'm God, I'm struggling. I'm, and I'm going to God. I mean, because I know I've got to get this thing right. So one night I have a dream. And in this dream, I'm on the side, like a, uh, on the beach shore or what have you. And a couple of friends of, uh, of mine are cooking out. We're having like a campfire and, you know, with the s'mores, the marshmallows and all of that stuff. And so the person walks up like sort of out of the woods um, to approach me as I'm in the midst of, you know, enjoying fellowship with my friends. And when the person approached me, I looked at the person and it, there was I had this disdain in my spirit. Like I just looked at them and kind of squinted my eyes. And so all of those emotions that I was feeling it, they started to manifest in me in the dream. And so as I looked at the person and the person looked at me, then they never said a word, you guys. And so that lets you know that dream was more for me. It wasn't something about them. God was dealing with me, which was what I was asking him for. So um, the person looked at me and when as they're looking at me, their entire form changed. They changed from their natural physical form and they turned into a clown right before my very eyes. And when they <clears throat> 
turn into a clown. It infuriated me. I mean, I was so, I was angrier than I was angry, if that makes sense. And I found myself in the dream charging toward this person and just punching them and, I mean, just attacking them like a physical assault. And they're just, they never fought me back. It, it, I, it was me. And I, I ran toward them and I'm punching them and punching and punching. And when I woke up, I felt myself tired. I felt frustrated. I was crying. I mean, I was a mess, you guys. <laughs> I was a mess. And I woke up and I was like, God, what in the world? That's a lucid dream. That, that's an example of a lucid dream where you when you wake up, you feel yourself. You feel what you've gone through in that dream. Again, this is not an observance uh, type dream. This is a participative. And um. I woke up and I, I'm crying, my pillow's wet, and I, I'm mad, I feel tired. I mean, I've, I'm waking up with all of this stuff on me. And I said, God, what in the world was that? What was that? I'm fighting somebody in this dream. And the person turned into a clown and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, he said, I, I allowed, and I, I'm, I'm not going, this is not verbatim because this was a while ago, but he said, I allowed you to see uh, how that person viewed you. In other words, the person, the clown didn't take me seriously. And so that was on top of everything else I was feeling that that was the trigger. Right. Because I, when I saw them coming, yeah, I was angry, but it didn't really move me. But when I saw the person look at me and as a clown, th it triggered me. And that's when I went into full manifestation with rage and anger and violence and all that stuff. Thank God it was just a dream. Otherwise, I'd have a case. And um, so the Lord said, I, I allowed you to see what triggered you. I allowed you to see how they view you, that they don't take you seriously. In other words, God said the problem wasn't so much with them. The problem was with me that I was expecting something. And, and I always say this, you know, don't expect from a person what you can only get from God. And so I was expecting a certain thing from that person, but they didn't take me seriously. And so the issue wasn't necessarily, even though they hurt me, but God was showing me, he said, the issue right now is with you. They've moved on. They, you know, they, people will hurt you and whatever, and they're moving on. And I was holding on to it. And so God said, I allowed those emotions. I allowed those things to manifest so that you could be healed and delivered. So that was a type of a healing and deliverance dream where you may walk up to somebody and you just going off and going off and going off. Whereas in a natural realm, you don't may not necessarily have that opportunity, but you're able to get that thing off your chest, quote unquote. So, I mean, you guys, I can, I, I, this is, I talk about dreams all the time. I teach on it all the time and I could talk about it for days, but I, I just wanted to help those of you who the spirit of God is revealing dreams to, um, to keep pressing into that realm. If you have a dream that you don't understand, you have a dream that you can't figure out, write it down and ask the father to connect you with someone who is gifted in that area. Or let me just back up. First of all, ask God. Okay. Because all Joseph said, all interpretation belongs to the Lord. So go to God and ask him what he's showing you. And then if you're still just kind of struggling, then ask the father to connect you with someone who's gifted in that area. And, um, to help you determine, you know, what it is that God is saying, uh, because you don't want to miss that message. And I, I to go back to that dream with, with my clown, <laughs> God has healed God has delivered. And guess what? I have a wonderful relationship with that person now, but I had to, there were things in me. I was holding hostility. I was holding just a whole lot of stuff. And, um, and God said, I, I need you to get, I, I, you got to get free of this. And it was because I was asking God, I was honest, Lord, I need help. Help me, help me, help me, God. I need to get over it. I need to, I can't go on like this. Okay. I can't. And, and, and the Lord allowed me to, to release 
my frustration in that dream and you know I cried it out and I you know went through the process woke up that next morning and I felt you guys I felt like a ton of bricks had been lifted off of my shoulder and then years later God restored that relationship with that person so again you know you don't want to ignore these dreams um, now there are some dreams I call them trash or garbage dreams um, where the mind is it's just a brain dump where you had a rough day at work or stuck in traffic and you're frustrated and then the brain has its own way of cleansing itself and it'll just dump the dream out you know <laughs> I mean it'll dump that that stuff out of your spirit and so you may have a dream of I don't know a marshmallow chasing you down uh, you know down the street and then you know, some big truck turns into a bicycle. I mean, just, you know, kind of stuff that just, you're like, okay, what, you know, and you awake like, what in the world was that? And it's just silly. And it's really just your, you know, just your mind's way of healing itself, again, to prepare you for whatever your task is for that next day. So pay attention to your dreams, you guys. Again, go back and look at Job chapter 33, verses 14 through 18, and see how much, um, how much weight uh, that God puts on these dreams, places on these dreams. He wants you to pay attention. He wants you to turn aside and say, hey, God, what are you saying? Why are you saying this to me? What is happening? What do I need to know? What, what's going on with my life? You want to um, you want to turn aside and inquire about your dreams. Don't just shrug them off. You know, say, Lord, what does this mean? And let him reveal it to you. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, grace and peace. This is a bit, uh, has been Delisa Rogers Fields with Soteria Prophetic Ministries. And I pray that I've said something to encourage you, to motivate you. Hey, you guys, I've got about, I don't know, 11 books out that I've authored. I don't really talk about them a lot because I've got so many other things going on. But if you want some good inspirational reading um, or you want to be a blessing to somebody else, I want you to go to my website and, and just make a couple of purchases there and be a blessing. My website is www.delisarogers.com fields okay that's rogers with a d um fields.com and i've got several of my book products there um and it would just be a tremendous blessing if you'd order a few copies for yourself or your friends or i've had churches order church copies and you know that encourages me and that inspires me um to keep doing what i'm doing so but until next time grace and peace god bless you i'm out